Hello, and welcome to Magnum She Wrote. My name is Erin, and who are you? Cameroonie. Yeah, Your introductions are getting dorkier. I have no idea what to say. I don't know. I'm, I, I guess uh, I'm Cameron. Hi, I'm Erin, and I'm with my husband, Cameron. Cameroonie. Cameroonie. Baloney. Baloney. Galoney. Baloney. Balonious monk. Huh. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get started. Uh, this episode is uh, Lovers and Other Killers. It is a mag- uh, Murder, She Wrote episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I'm going to tell you right now, I hardly have any notes because I was so invested. I was watching it, it and I was like, ooh, this is good. This is a good app. This is, a, you sound sarcastic, but this is really no, a good episode. No, that's how I sound. Wow, no, you still sound really <laughs> sarcastic. No, that's how I sound when I'm being sincere. I don't know. Your face is not being sincere. I think you're so cool. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, there you go. Not sarcastic. But yes, unsarcastically. Yeah. This is a really good episode. This is a really good episode. IMDb describes it whilst. They, they use the word whilst? <laughs> they use the word whilst. Whilst in Seattle. For a series of lectures, Jessica is drawn to a dangerous case involving a young man accused of murdering his wealthy older lady friend. I love how she's called a wealthy older lady friend. <laughs> it's just my wealthy older lady friend. <laughs> Who pays my rent and buys me cars and, you know, pays me for, yeah. you know, friendship stuff. Oh, David. Um, so innocent. So innocent, David. Interesting trivia I found out about this episode. Yeah, okay. Is this was actually the alternate pilot what? for Murder, She Wrote. This potentially was going to be the first episode. Okay, while this is a great episode. It's not something no, you want to lead off with. No, you do not. This is That pretty... would have set the wrong tone completely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Because uh, this is kind of dark. It's pretty dark. It's, it's deceptively dark. Yeah. And it's really creepy, and he's he's going into boundaries that well, I don't like. And let's not give too it's... much away yet. <laughs> a, well, and let me say this: mm-hmm. there are multiple men in this episode that are problematic yeah. at best mm. and totally skeevoids <laughs> at worst. Like, there's no—I don't think there's a single male character no. in this episode who's no. not like. You need to take a shower after yeah. like being around them. Yeah, they're they're pretty gross. It's like all of them are bad. At yeah. some point, even the ones that are deceptively okay. Yeah. Like you're like, oh. Yeah, and then you find out and you're like, oh no, oh, you're not okay. I don't need this. <laughs> Wanna dive into it? Yeah, let's get, get started. Let's get in. Let's let's start with the introduction that has really nothing to do with the plot. Well, you just like blew everything. No, I didn't because I want to talk about this. Okay, let's talk about this. So it opens up and we're in like a posh house mm-hmm. somewhere. There's a person sneaking around with a flashlight. He's rifling through drawers. Her delicates. Yeah, through her delicates. And then he's like, oh, right, I'm meant to be looking for a safe in her closet. (laughs) Yeah. So why was Was... he looking through her lingerie? (laughs) Yeah. Is he a pervo thief, too? I'm not a burglar, so I don't know, like, what I would be looking for. Well, I I wouldn't be wasting my time with lingerie when I've broken into this super expensive house, which probably has an excellent security system. I would be heading right for the safe. Yeah. And for the family jewels. Yeah, it's like, who, who keeps, like, any valuable... I guess some people might, but, I mean, like, it seems weird that that was, like, his first, like... Women right. always keep their jewelry in their underwear drawer. All right. That was really exciting breaking in here. Now let me rifle through her underwears for a bit before I get to the good stuff. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, it was mind-boggling. So as this guy is rifling through her delicates... He finds a safe in the closet, <laughs> and then this old woman comes home. Mm-hmm. And, and she is so cool looking. I was like, there's no way, even at her age, I would be able to pull off that blue silk huge bow, uh, like, robe dress that she was wearing. I think you could wearing. do it. I don't think so. I think so. I, don't, I think you have to have a certain kind of confidence and elitism to pull off something like that. All right. Well, you have time to learn. Well, I do have tons of confidence, but it's the elitism that I have to learn. You'll get there. (laughs) I already hate public transportation. I'm on my way. So she comes into her darkened house, does not bother to turn on the light. No. Which, I mean, like... Yeah, but she's drunk off her butt, so... uh, But she's drunk off her butt, but Mm -hmm. still, I would... Turn on a light. I don't. When I'm getting ready at night, I, I leave the lights every off. Every night when you get drunk, every night. Every night when I'm drunk, 
I leave <laughs> off the lights. <laughs> but no, generally when I'm coming up to our bedroom to start getting ready for the night, I don't have the lights on. No, I don't know. It just seems weird to me that you would. It, I mean, it was just like midnight, I think. I think it's like around midnight, I think is what they say. I still wouldn't have bothered. I don't know. So she, she walks and she's drunk. She sees that her delicates have been strewn about. <laughs> so she she's like, huh, that's weird. Hey, a music box. It's on the floor. I should sing Tora Tora Lua or what, what, what was she singing? Yeah. Yeah. And so she's singing along with this music box on the floor where everything else has been scattered on the floor. Yeah. And then freaking Diablo. And I guess com- she's so drunk, she couldn't possibly put two and two together that she her was house so, was being robbed. She was so drunk, she couldn't be bothered to turn on the no. lights. Wasn't concerned about, and it wasn't just her underwear. Yeah. I mean, like there was a lot of stuff yeah. just like thrown around, mm-hmm. which is why it she, was a tossed home. Yeah, it was, it, yeah. Is, it, is that what they call it? Is that the lingo? Oh my god, she was burgled. <laughs> just, just go. She was burgled. No, I, she no, tossed you're, her home. you're going to the gutter. No, there. I was. I don't know. Is that the term? I don't Whatever. know. I called it a tossed anyway, home because it looked tossed. <laughs> Anyway, she finds her. Uh, she finds this music box to sing along to, and like Diabolique mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere and chokes her with her own pearls. With her own pearls. Now, is that possible? Do you think? Well, yes, because interesting fact: if you you have to assassinate royalty, you and you want to go like uh, strangulation, uh-huh. you have to only use silk or jewelry. Because that is the royal way to assassinate someone who's a royal. Interesting. Yeah, you can't use rope. That's rude. It's kind of like how spies can't be priests. Yes, exactly. There's like a there's an unwritten rule. Exactly. That like, if you're going to, you, you can't yeah, do that. You, you can't kill a royal the way you would a peasant. Ah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's an unspoken law. But I, uh, more, more it's so than rude. that. It's rude. It's rude to kill them with <laughs> the rope. It's so gauche. It's so gauche. <laughs> but like, but no, I meant more like, could the pearls not break? I mean, I've seen the opening to Batman many times, and those yeah. pearls go all over Crime Alley. Oh, true. So I mean, like, it's just yeah. It me, must like, have been like those pearls I mean, I'm must not have been it was, so strong on there. Yeah, I'm that just, there was no way it could have ripped. Because I'm thinking like. Yeah, it would hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd be in pain. But I feel like at some point the thing would just break. Yeah. Well, maybe it busted her esophagus at the same time, and and then there's no point in strangling her anymore. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. That's, that's a really good question because now I'm going to be thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, for like, the next I, several I, I, hours. I, 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 yeah, I know you. <laughs> I'm gonna come it's gonna be late at night. You'll be sitting in the dark as you do. <laughs> as I do. Just like, how did that work? How did that work exactly? Honey, come here. I want to try something on you. <laughs> so, so then it cuts. So the woman's dead. It cuts to Seattle Airport. Mm-hmm. Peter Graves is yes. Our... So Mission Impossible is about to break out. Yeah, Mission Impossible. He the played... original good episodes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There is a. Uh, his name's Edmund in this, and he is a dean at a college, mm-hmm. and he's invited Jessica to come out and speak with, like, do with so, a series of lectures. creative writing well, classes or whatever. Yeah, they're doing yeah. a series of lectures mm-hmm. for, the, like, the literature department. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says that she's, like, he's supposed to be coming with someone, and she shows up with the most adorable baby. It was the cutest baby I've ever seen in my life. I almost wanted to bowl her over and take the kid from my eyes. That baby was so... <laughs> Effing cute. <laughs> he's a really cute baby. And he's like, oh, I thought you were going to be with, like, he's thinking she was going to bring, like, a boyfriend. Yeah, because apparently he's jealous. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a yeah. whole thing. It's a, it's whole, a whole thing. thing. It's a whole thing that we're going to get into. It's a whole thing. Oh, and just so we that point out, you know, lots of men love Jessica Fletcher. It's a whole it, thing. Throughout the upcoming this, seasons. Yeah. I mean, they, and not this, just this episode. This episode in particular, No, though, this one is, like. Is over the top. It's, like. It's condensed testosterone. Yeah, it's all so pointed, gross. All pointed right at Jessica Fletcher. Uh, yeah. Ugh. It's crazy. And you know what? She does I mean, a really good job acting completely uncomfortable. Yeah. Because in every scene, she looks uncomfortable, even when she's talking with her friend, Peter Graves. Peter Graves, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah there's always, like, a little bit of, like, uh, yeah. trying to kind of keep you at arm's length a mm-hmm. bit. You're, he's basically approaching her like a dog trying to hump her leg. <laughs> And but she shows up with this this baby. It's a little Chinese baby, mm-hmm. and these like two Chinese nuns come up. Mm-hmm. And apparently Jessica can speak fluent Chinese as well. Yeah, I, that's a awesome, that's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. And we get our little point of casual racism. Yeah. Because Peter Graves says sayonara to them, which is and, Japanese. But 
and you pointed this out as we were yeah. watching it. She points it out. Yeah, she's which is actually yeah. pretty impressive for an early eighties yeah. TV show. Yeah, she was like, they're Chinese, not Japanese. Yeah, like Yeah, you know, being like, come on, get your check your racism at the door here. It's important that like we make distinctions. Yeah, like, because there are distinctions. We can't just assume. No, exactly. So that was actually that was pretty neat. Yeah, and then actually. he goes, Oops. <laughs> and laughs it off and I was like, Boom! Casual racism. Yeah, there's that casual racism. Not gonna. <laughs> He's let not you. gonna lynch you, but he will laugh at the fact that he thinks you all look the same. <laughs> not gonna let this blow the rest of my day. So, <laughs> anyway, so they're traveling down the escalator, and this is a fun little little scene. Here. Okay. They're coming down the escalator, and he says, "Like, it's like, oh, I'm so we're so happy to have oh, like a world famous celebrity mm-hmm. to be coming to our college to have a series of lectures." And Angela Lansbury, I mean, as Jessica, yeah. says, no, I'm not famous. Elizabeth Taylor. Now that is famous, which is really cute mm-hmm. because I was it her first film role. Yes, it was. Uh, National Velvet. Mm-hmm. Where uh, where she is uh, Elizabeth Taylor's sister. She was, yeah, Elizabeth Taylor's one. sister. So yeah. that, it's, just it's kinda really like, cool. It's kind of cool to like, cool. have that callback. Yeah. And then as soon as she said Elizabeth Taylor, I was like, yeah, I could watch Giant again. Oh, Giant's great. I love that movie. Love Giant. Love but movie. I mean, like, I mean, but it's funny because at the this point in their careers, mm-hmm. Angela Lansbury was doing really well. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Elizabeth Taylor has always been doing really but, well. But I mean, like, I don't think she was acting as much in the It 80s. didn't matter. She had perfume and she was Elizabeth right, Taylor. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She's like Sunset Boulevard. No, I mean, like, and point. that's kind of what Jessica's saying. I mean, like, yeah. Elizabeth Taylor is like an icon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you even, get to, a, to me today, even, she, like, blows everybody else out of the water. Yeah, you get to a point. She's her own level of awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to a point. You don't even have to work anymore. You're just, yeah. I am Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, exactly. So, Edmund is kind of showing around the university. He takes mm-hmm. her to his office where we meet Amelia, who Amelia! is... Amelia! <laughs> You know, you call me a nerd all the time, <laughs> but <laughs> Amelia is his personal assistant, his, I guess, assistant. Yeah, I would say assistant because she talks about hiring a secretary. Yeah, yeah. And she's kind of scolding him because he makes like these frivolous purchases as yeah. dean of college, just like. He's just blowing money. He's just blowing money left and right. He's buying like rafts, mm-hmm. and she's like, go "Why are you?" Camping. She's like, "Why are you buying rafts?" He's like, "I'm never. I might go camping one day. Yeah. I don't know." And he's like, "Oh, there you go again, acting like my wife." Yeah, and, and she, she stops and goes, "Oh, oh, oh, as if." And clearly, she would like to be his wife. <laughs> right, right. And we find out that fairly obvious. Edmund and Jessica have history together. They went to college together. Mm-hmm. She chose Frank Fletcher instead of Peter Graves. Instead of Peter Graves, and Peter Graves says, "You made the wrong choice." And she says, "Oh, Frank used to say the, the same, same thing." thing. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha ha ha. No, but seriously, back off. Yeah, but seriously, I'm into Frank. Seriously, I'm, seriously, we're not doing this, Peter no. Graves. Yeah, um, I've already had a run-in with a man named Preston Giles. I'm good. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't need any more murder suspects hitting on me. In BT dubs? Yeah. Your assistant loves you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She she closes that out. Um, By the way, your assistant is in love with you. And he's like, what? You're kidding. What? No, she's not. In scene. (laughs) And that's how it ends. While she's working, I guess she needs someone to, like, type her manuscript for her. Is that what she's doing? Uh, She needs an assistant. Yeah, I guess she doesn't type fast enough. So I think she does mention that at one, but she's written like nineteen thousand books at this point. Well, maybe she could write, you know, four hundred thousand books at this point if she had a faster typist. Yeah. So I don't really know. And every time I've seen her write, she's not writing long. Yeah, I have no idea. So, but she's doing these lectures, so she wants an assistant to type out. I feel like it's like her manuscript. Maybe it is. Maybe she had it edited and she doesn't feel like retyping it. That's probably it. She's probably got because, the red marks all Because, you know, she doesn't have it. Microsoft Word yeah, to it's delete all, something. This is all analog, guys. Yeah, so they have to rewrite all this crap. Right, right. So, yeah. and because she's busy with the lectures, she needs to hire someone mm-hmm. to come in and, like, retype everything. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what he was doing. We're going to say okay. that's it. Yeah, that's it. So... Who we the, don't know how life worked in the 80s. <laughs> I don't know. It's like <laughs> cave paintings. I don't know. 
They rode their dinosaurs to work. I don't know. <laughs> their feet sticking out like Flintstones. Yeah. So she's knocking at our hotel door, and we meet young man David Tolliver. Yeah. David Tolliver. Right off the bat, he gives me wig. He gives me... He's not... Now, he mm-hmm. looks like a serial killer. Oh, for sure. And when I say serial killer, we're thinking like, you know, you see someone on the, the news and they're like, no one would have ever suspected. Hey, you. I would have suspected. Well, because we're conditioned to suspect <laughs> me kind of looking quiet white dudes who are a little bit too put together. And too but pushy. Have, but have those eyes that like kind of just stare into your God, soul. I don't know why you wouldn't run at first chance. Well, and to her credit, she kind of does. She does. She makes sure that she keeps the chain on the door. Yeah, she's talking to him through the chain. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, you probably weren't expecting a, a man. A man, so you're going to hold my gender you're against gonna me? You're going to hold my gender against me? I can type just as well as any skirt. I don't care if it's one in morning. Yeah. I'm going to get this job. Yeah, I'm going to. It was really Yeah, and it was like nighttime. Yeah, it was. It was fully dark out. And even Jessica says, it is very, very late. It's very late. She's in her dress robe because she's already ready for bed. Ready for bed. And she's like, I'm just not really comfortable. I would prefer a woman. And specifically an older woman. She doesn't even want like a college kid or something. She just wants probably someone around her own age, which makes sense. Probably someone like Amelia. Yeah, like an Amelia, like mm-hmm. someone who's around my own age. I feel comfortable with a woman around yeah. my own age because we're going to be spending some time together in my hotel room. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into this. And David kind of does a little showy-offy thing. He's like, oh, didn't go to school for being a secretary, but check out how... <laughs> Typing comes so naturally to me. Look how badass I am. And he's like talking to her and it's like... It's really impressive that he can type that fast and talk at the same time. Yeah. I can't. Well, and it was crazy, too. I'm pretty sure he was looking at her while he was typing. But he was typing something that was on a paper. So he should have been looking at the paper and talking. But no, he was looking at her... Typing something that's out of his line of sight. Yes. And then he shows it to her and she's like, well, this is pretty perfect. Yeah. And he's like, that's right. I'm the fastest typist in the West. Pew, pew. And she's like, that's great, but I still would feel more comfortable with someone else. And he's like, well, I, I wrote that down, too, as, like, dictation. Yeah, she's and like, you're. Like, and, but he ends it by being like, but I would feel more comfortable with a younger man. <laughs> wink, wink. And, she's and I was like, like okay. Kick him out the window. That's it. Yeah. Right out that top Spartan floor window. Kick him right out the window. Kick him right <laughs> out, out there. the window. But yeah, and I, she kind of just like, fine, I, you're good. So I guess I'll, I'll keep you. Whatever. Right. Get out. So we go to the next. Because she doesn't want to be seen as sexist either. Yeah, she's. Yeah. I mean, like it's like a. I guess it's like a fine line. You don't want to be sexist, but you also don't want to be in a situation that you you're uncomfortable. You should also trust your gut. Yeah, it's a gut thing. Yeah, and it's like I don't feel comfortable with you. I exactly. don't know you. Mm-hmm. You're this like young man, and not that. He's and not like to say that she's on frail. to me he, pretty hard. He he's yeah. very aggressive. Very. I feel like we. And and I feel like we sometimes use aggressive in like a jokey way, but like. I'm saying, like, he's aggressive, not in, like, maybe a physical violence way, but, like, just, like, pushy. In, like, and, an like, emotional, manipulative way. Manipulative way. And I don't like it. No, no, no. It's awful. Mm. It's just, ugh. Yeah. Give me the wig. So let's step away from David for a yeah, moment. Yeah, he, he gives me the wig. The next day, mm-hmm. we see Jessica. She's teaching. She's doing her lecture on... And she's doing, like, a full-on, like, one-woman show. It's great. Of her, of her book. And she's doing voices for, like, mm-hmm. both the characters. And she's explaining, and has on the blackboard, the corpse danced at midnight. Right. And then it talks about Nell, mm-hmm. who shot this man in the book. Right. Like, she was the murderer? Yeah, I think? I think the cops were thinking that she was the murderer, Nell in the wheelchair. Oh! But she wasn't because the trajectory went from, like, the man's forehead to the back right, of his and neck. Right, and now is in a wheelchair. Now is in a wheelchair, so she couldn't possibly have this shot This isn't really important to the plot. No, we can skip this completely. But we I just mean, skip to the end of the scene where basically a college professor is now introduced. Lowry. Lowry. And he's like, hey, that, that's that's really great. And then you find out that he's meeting this, like, woman he's having an affair with, obviously. They're, like, walking out together. And, she and like, yeah. uh, Jessica kind of notices, like, yeah. that woman's a little young Yeah, for because she and the wife? professor were talking about his wife just, like, two seconds before. And so she asked Peter Graves when he comes in, hey, is that cute little number his wife? And he goes, who? What? I don't notice huh? anything. 
<laughs> what? Who? I'm clueless. Me? Hi. Can we go to lunch? So, <laughs> <laughs> so she goes back to her hotel, and David is already in there. Uh, number one, red lights. Flashing. Right. Alarm. Alarm. Well, there alarm. Are, and there are multiple <laughs> times in this episode where she yeah. tells David... I don't want you coming here. Yeah. If I'm not here. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't want. This, he just lets himself in. He just lets into her himself room in. And just he like, just like imposes. Takes over. Him. He just like is like his interloper in her life, yeah. and he's just like it's this leech. Yeah, in it's her face. really disturbing, and she's trying to be nice to be like, okay, you know what? Here's our boundaries. Right. She's don't setting cross boundaries. It. Yeah. And he keeps crossing it. Yeah. And it's really disturbing, which is why when she's like defending him against all these murder charges, it's like. Very confusing for me. Now, and to be fair, that's just kind of mildly weird at this point. She's not totally weirded out by him now. Right now, she kind of makes... She should be, because he is the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Right. She makes kind of a crack like, well, I'm paying you too much if you're just going to sit here and read my book. Right. And he's like, oh, no, I took myself off the clock a while ago. I typed everything up. But it's like, well, then go home, bro. Like, he's like, no, I want to take you to dinner. I want to take you to or dinner. Or should you pay for it since it's such an expensive restaurant? Yeah, because she... And he ends of... up being like this like hooker bot or something. It's really weird. Who? Hooker bot? <laughs> yeah, he's a hooker bot. Hooker and donkey bot? He, he goes after older women who have money. Yeah, he's like, yes. Yeah, so he's looking for a sugar mommy. Do you see how the reverse genders are even more gross? <laughs> yeah, sugar mommy's really gross. Right? That's how gross a sugar daddy is, yeah, no, okay? It's gross. Why are you saying it like I've been, like, making, like, <laughs> arguments where, like, well, you now, would you have to understand now, what sugar now, let me is. let me be clear here. It's not gross if an older person likes a younger person, no. in my opinion, or vice versa. Right. So long as it's both consensual, I'm good with that. Yeah. What's gross is the term yeah. sugar daddy and sugar mommy. Yeah, it's like... It's gross. It's like, you know, like... People who like call their SOs like mom or daddy or something like that, like mother. Like, uh, like I think John Lennon. I had used to, to figure out what SO John meant. Lennon used to call <laughs> Yoko Ono mother. Ew. Yeah, it's weird. It was just like a weird term. Ew. And he's not the only one. He's just the one I well, know. Well, now, my head. okay. Uh, in a platonic way, I call you daddy in front of the boys because they call you daddy. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. Okay. Okay. Because I was like, well, wait a second. I don't mean that sexually. That's gross, man. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, no. When you're talking about like little kids or whatever, that's that's your title. Yeah, that's your title. (laughs) We go, dad. (laughs) Daddy. Daddy. So, yeah, so David is, like, 100% trying to seduce her at this point. Yeah, and it is... While getting her to pay the bill. Yeah, it's very disturbing. It's really disturbing. But we find out that he, David, drives a nice car. Yeah. He actually has money. Like, he whips out a wad at one point to, like, Mm -hmm. tip someone, and it's, like, big... Because he has been getting paid handsomely for being with these older women. Right. And specifically... He is well-kept... This is when Lieutenant Andrews of the Seattle mm-hmm. Police Department comes in and arrests David for suspicion of murder mm-hmm. of the old woman at the beginning whose name escapes me at the moment. Right. You know, what a lousy date that is. <laughs> like, you go out for dinner and then, like, the person you're with, like, gets arrested and then yeah. you spend the rest of the night, like, at the lockup. Mm-hmm. And he's, we're told he's been, in, he gets interrogated for two hours. And he's like, I'm sure it's, it's like nothing. Routine. It's just routine. I'm low on the totem. And yeah, she's and like, she's like, they don't keep you for no. two hours <laughs> if they don't have, like, a good suspicion that, like, maybe you did this. Exactly. And he's like, no, 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 nothing to worry about. I don't care if you are a murder mystery writer and you've solved tons of crimes. Don't worry. It's all routine. Uh, <laughs> Um, don't try to pull the wool over her eyes. Yeah. Okay. And that's like... It's so disrespectful. That's I get you're trying to seduce her, but uh, treat her with some freaking respect. Well, it's quintessential okay? toxic masculinity. Yeah. That, like, even though she has all this experience, mm-hmm. she knows all these things, but here I am, a 22-year-old, I'm assuming he's probably supposed to be around there, even yeah, though whatever. he looks like he's, like, 30. <laughs> but I know better than you. Yeah. You just settle down, sweetheart. Yeah. I got this. Daddy's got this. Ew. <laughs> Don't ever say that again. So, the next day, she goes back to the police station mm-hmm. where she runs back into Lieutenant Andrews. She's like... You had a tail on David last night. This mm-hmm. tells me not only did you interrogate him for two hours. But he's a prime you're, suspect. You're following him. So mm-hmm. you guys have real good reason to suspect that he murdered this woman. Mm-hmm. 
And Lieutenant Andrews tells her, you look like a nice lady. <laughs> and she gets that a lot. <laughs> but why don't you stay out of this? I don't care about you and your little boy toy. Yeah. You know, he doesn't say that specifically, he's, but, but that's the implication. Yeah, is it, that that's her boy toy. And then he's like, and he's bad news. He's been doing this with a lot of other women. And, you're and just the latest like, in a story. Yeah, and, and he's like, but I know he killed her. And she's like, well, how do you know? And he actually says, how should I know why he did it? It's called motive, detective. Yeah, detective, you want motive? Like, how why should I he... know why he did it? Why? Oh would... my God, that's your purpose in life is to find motive for these, these crimes. Is, these detectives are terrible. <laughs> and why would you kill your meal ticket? Essentially, yeah, like, exactly. why would you do that? Because Jessica Fletcher shows up after the woman is dead. Yeah. So he's not going to kill his meal ticket just because a he new mean... one has flown in. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, he, he would have after she had arrived. Yes, he, that would have made more sense if mm-hmm. Jessica showed up. Yeah. He was like, okay, this but is no, be Jessica it. shows up after this woman's death. So he's just cutting himself off. Like, it yeah, makes that doesn't no make sense. No, that makes no sense. So now we go back to the hotel again, and this mm-hmm. is the part that really starts to like give Jess the wig yeah. over David because she gets back and she's seemingly alone mm-hmm. and she looks over on the couch and she sees her briefcase and she sees papers and we never really get a resolution on this either Mm-mm. and the papers are sticking out of the side of the briefcase which suggests that somebody's been rifling through her things and so she goes over to her briefcase and here comes david mm-hmm. walking out of the other room like he just had a shower he did he, he was putting in he, he he's had, putting in his, his contacts contact so did he sleep there overnight yeah. Well, no. Why was he, he putting in his contacts? I wear contacts. I don't just randomly show up at someone's house and start putting in my contacts. They're either in or I slept there the night there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm very confused. And she says to him, look, this is no, no. Yeah. You're gone. And he says, yeah. oh, that sounds like a dismissal. Like yeah. she basically fires she's, him. Yeah, she basically fires him. Because she's like, I don't like it that you're showing up in my hotel nope. room without me knowing. Unannounced. Unannounced. I don't like the fact that you were rifling through my briefcase. Mm-hmm. And he says he wasn't. I guess he was because he's that kind of guy. But mm-hmm. there's never really any firm in the episodes. never no. really resolved. But I assume it probably was. Mm-hmm. In his defense, David starts telling her, he's like, yeah, I knew that woman that died, mm-hmm. but she was drunk. She ran into my car. She was Yeah, rich. he tries to make it look very platonic. Yeah, he's trying to make it look very platonic. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, she ruined my car, even though she hit me from behind. And her car was fine. Yeah. She didn't want to deal with insurance. So she bought me a brand new car. So she just bought me a brand new car. Yeah, right. Even though I didn't ask for it, she just gave me a uh-huh. new car. And then... Then I just started showing up at her house And then we had dinner a couple of times. And then she paid off my tuition. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, uh okay, pal, whatever. Sure, So Jessica's like, it's best that we're not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. Somehow he, like, gets her to, like, agree to come back again. And he's like, shall I call first? And it's like, yeah, mother effer. (laughs) Call. Don't just show up in my hotel room. This is twice now. Oh, it's so crazy. Creepy. Yeah. Oh, it's so disturbing. Ed, on the other hand, Peter Graves, thinks that David is completely guilty. Not that he knows who David is. No, and he's like, you're just protecting him just because you like his attention. Yeah, you like his attention, which is insulting. Very insulting. But, like, and a lot of people, and I don't think this is the last time someone says this, but they really seem to be like, you're just protecting David. And she's like, I don't know David. Yeah, she's like, I'm looking for the truth here. Yeah, I'm just, of who actually killed this woman because I don't think it's creepy David, even though it's creepy cre- David. Just because you're creepy doesn't mean you're a murderer. No. And she says that at one yeah. point. She's like, I think he's a liar. Yeah. I think he's a con man. Yeah, but, but I don't, I don't think, think he's, he's a murderer. A murderer. Mm-hmm. And that's just quintessential Jess. She's just yeah. like, no, he doesn't seem like the murderer. Yeah. But everyone's just assuming he's this murderer. Mm-hmm. But David shows up again. Mm-hmm. I mean, not at her hotel, but at the yeah. office. Peter yeah, and he's, like, and he's like, Jess, I swear I didn't kill this woman. Yeah, and Peter Graves is like, you didn't have an alibi. And he's like, well, I was at home studying. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to make an alibi if I mm-hmm. can't. But, you know. Yeah, and so then suddenly Jessica is back at her apartment and she gets a call from this woman named Lila, who, if you may recall is also the person who the professor ran was, out with. Yes, yes. We don't know this at this point because yeah. like, she's like, who is this? And she's like, shut up and listen. Yeah. 
she says she has proof that David is innocent. That he has an alibi for that night. That he has an alibi. I can't tell you over the phone. So I'm going to meet you at this abandoned warehouse <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night on the skeezy side of town. Great. I'll be there. <laughs> Great. <laughs> she Lionel gets off the phone. And then this man named Jack comes up to mm-hmm. her. There's a lot of spaghetti being thrown at the wall <laughs> really in this is. episode. <laughs> this guy named Jack, and he's like super abusive. He's a very jealous, abusive husband. Husband. He's he. Identifies- he's actually Lila's husband. So now we know Lila has been sleeping with her professor. Yeah, and apparently she has slept with David, according to this a- alibi. According to this alibi, she. You know, we'll we'll get yeah. there. And then Jack is like, who is that guy? Who is that guy? And she's like, it's none of your business. Is, Get away. Yeah, it's, it's not over. That guy. So when she storms off, she then goes to sit with another, another guy. guy. <laughs> another guy. And he just does it. He's like, And he Whatever. doesn't even care. He just walks away. And I'm like, what kind of abusive, jealous boyfriend are you? Shouldn't you be like. <laughs> what kind of an abusive boyfriend <laughs> are you? You should be all over that, man. You would think he would, you know, because that's supposed to be but his MO. But, but he yeah, just walks away. It's weird. He's more concerned about a phone call on a paper Rather that could than be to her anyone. actually on a date or Whatever. eating lunch with this guy. But he's it could have been completely platonic. It wouldn't have mattered. Well, he's like, what's his face from the last episode of uh, uh, Hobbit, Hobbit Rufus Sewell? Uh, Ian McShane in, yeah. in the last yeah. like he's like super jealous but he's like when he sees something that like yeah nothing might it might be platonic but like yeah. when you're a dumb dumb abusive dude you, everything is a threat everything is a threat everything is yeah, a threat so, but in this case not this just the phone call yeah so it was weird that he just completely ignored that guy at the table with her <laughs> he's just like alright <laughs> yeah I was like what okay Jessica shows up at the appointed time uh-huh. at creep o'clock creep o'clock at the creepy abandoned <laughs> warehouse. empty box warehouse. It's like a It's, it's a, a warehouse for empty boxes. It's just a series of empty boxes stacked to make a labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> she hears a noise, she looks up, Lila's there. She's uh, staggering toward her and then she falls flat in her face because she's been stabbed in the back, it looks like. With a fisherman's hook or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it turns out she was stabbed with a fisherman's hook, but you don't know that until the end of the episode. Yeah, until someone says so. But, but it it looks like she was stabbed in the back. <laughs> Is an empty box, empty box, and fisherman hooks surplus <laughs> warehouse. I don't know. <laughs> Not a good place to be at if you want to stay alive. Jess is outside with Lieutenant Andrews, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Okay, well, clearly this proves that David isn't the killer because right. the person that's dead. Why would he kill his alibi? Yeah, was going to establish his alibi. Mm-hmm. And Lieutenant Andrews. I mean, he might be the most infuriating detective we've dealt with yet. Okay." His theory <laughs> is that he coerced Lila right. to call her to say, I have proof David has an alibi, and then kill the, Lila, the potential alibi. To get rid of loose ends. To get rid of loose ends, to basically absolve him of it. And, yeah. and she's like, that makes zero sense. Yeah, and at the time I was like, dude, Occam's razor. That makes no sense. It makes no <laughs> sense. Like, But you know what? He's on the right track. <laughs> Oddly enough, it Oddly turns out enough. he's uh, not too far off. Not too far off. <laughs> and now at this point, David admits that he and Lila had been seeing each other. Yeah. So, Which, you know, kind of feels very wrong because uh, he has a penchant for older women. He's a penchant? Yeah, I'm going with penchant. I like it. Thank you. He's a highbrow. He's a connoisseur. He's a con man of older ladies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically, he's pointing the blame at Lila's husband, mm-hmm. Jack. Abusive uh, sele- Jack. Selectively abusive <laughs> husband. Who he's like, he must have found out we were together mm-hmm. and killed her. That's why Lila couldn't tell you over the phone because we were together and she didn't want to like do this and didn't mm-hmm. want the husband to get mad, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But we were together the night that she died. She was going to clear me of that. Right. Jessica goes back to check up on Peter Graves. Just, I guess, to say what's up, right? Yeah, well, they're friends. They're friends. I mean, yeah. she's there at his She's r- there visiting him. And Amelia is there and is like, Jessica. Amelia. <laughs> anyway. anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't help myself. Amelia. Yeah, but for some odd reason, I don't go, Amelia Bedelia. No. No. No, because you're no. thinking Night of the Roxbury. Yeah, I'm thinking Night of the Roxbury. <laughs> oh, I know. Every time. <laughs> Amelia's like super snotty to Jessica. Mm-hmm. And Jessica's like, look, sister, sit down. I got I, this new boy toy. I'm not interested in Peter I'm not, Graves. I'm not a rival. I'm an ally. I yeah. see. 
he has to be blind not to see that you are and in... And clearly he needs a better eye doctor. You're, yeah, you are, he's blind. He needs a new eye doctor. He's dumb for not noticing that you love him so very much. Exactly. Because you're his employee, so of course you should throw yourself at him and he should inappropriately go for you, yeah. right? Because this is the 80s and... Why not? <laughs> why not? And Jessica just tells her, you know, you just need to nudge Ed. You just yeah. need to let him know. And so then Amelia's like, oh, you know what? Well, I, thanks for that. But I'm, I'm really sorry about David. Yeah. Because you two seem to be hitting it off. So I'm, I'm, really, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry about David. And I'm like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> I met him two days ago. Yeah. And so far, he's been nothing but a headache in my life. Yeah. He's not a friend. No. He's barely an employee. But instead <laughs> like, of saying all of that, she instead says, well, thank you, but I don't think he's guilty of murder. And then yeah. just walks off in scene. Yeah. And it leaves Amelia looking like, huh? She's very confused by this. Yeah. As you would, because what a weird way to end a conversation. Weird way to end a conversation. (laughs) So Jessica finds an indoor pool. Don't ask me how. (laughs) She she confronts... Jack, the abusive husband. The selectively abusive abusive. husband. Yeah. She's like, you're not really upset that your wife died. And he's like, well... She was sleeping around, you know. Suddenly, he's not very abusive or jealous at all. Yeah, suddenly, he doesn't care at all. Okay, I have to say, the writing of this character is terrible (laughs) because clearly they know nothing about abusive relationships. A day ago, he was in public bruising his wife's arm. Yeah, because he didn't want to let her go. And and, And this is how bad Lieutenant Andrews is. Yeah. Mr. Schroeder, which is the abusive husband's name, isn't even on his radar as no. a suspect of even the death of his wife. Even though he was supposed to be an abusive, jealous husband. We have, like, a whole cantina of college kids who can confirm. Yeah. You grabbed hard. Violently. Violently, yeah. Violently grabbed this woman in public, mm-hmm. yelling inches from her face. Yeah. Don't you cheat on me! Yeah, exactly. And they're like, no, nah, he's here. He checks out. He's cool. Yeah, that <laughs> makes no sense. He wouldn't have murdered his wife. Every cop ever. Their first suspect is the husband. Well, and that even actually comes up in just a second. Yes. But anyway, she's like, Lila and David were sleeping together. He's like, oh, no, no, no. David and her weren't sleeping together. No. She's like, excuse me? And he's like, oh, no, actually, he says, he says, David who? He doesn't even know who. This guy who's supposedly, like, super jealous and wants to know everything <laughs> his wife is doing doesn't know no. about this other man no. in her life. No. Who's just a friend, apparently. And he's like, oh, wait, David. He's the guy who smiles a lot. Yeah. So he didn't even, like, follow up. Nope. He's just like, hey, this guy is smiling at my wife a lot, but that's not the kind of abuse that I'm <laughs> no. looking for. I'm not that jealous. I'm not that jealous. I'm a specific type of mean jealous, <laughs> but not that kind. That's cool. <laughs> and, and also, it made me ask. Again, like, the writers had no idea what an abusive husband is. Episode. They have no idea. The episode's good, but it is, like, there are clear moments mm-hmm. where they were just winging it. Yeah. And I also, when he said David smiles a lot, I was like, does he? He does, and it's creepy. It never uh, reaches his eyes, which is yeah, probably like why you never notice. Yeah. I was yeah. Probably, it's actually probably turned me off. Like, it yeah. pushes me away rather than draws me it in. It does. It doesn't draw me in at all. So Jessica goes and does a class demonstration. She's like, oh, God, I'm an hour late for my class. I should probably <laughs> do what I'm here to do. And uh, she goes and does a class demonstration. Mm-hmm. But her demonstration is like... Basically to interrogate the professor. In front of her whole class. Lila. Yeah. In front of the whole class. Of the whole class. She's like, well, let's put on the shoes of a murderer. Yeah. Let's think of a murder from the murderer's perspective. Mm-hmm. How would you fake alibis? Like, and you have these four people and... You know, this one doesn't have a good alibi. Mm-hmm. This one has an alibi, but, like, it's something you wouldn't want revealed, so they're going to, like, conceal yeah. it. Like, it felt like a lot of work for a murderer. Because, like, because yeah. she's, like, describing well, it. Like, it was, like, wheels and wheels, and, like, she's, like... Premeditated murder has to be a lot of work. I guess so. Like, you have... Because you have to make sure that everybody's alibis, you know, what their alibis are going to be, if they even have alibis. Right. Make sure what your alibi is going to be. Yeah. You know, and make sure you don't keep any trophies from this stuff. <laughs> don't, don't keep any ears on necklaces. No, oh, don't do that. But, like, she asks the students, and the students keep giving her, like, those basic answers. Like, well, yeah. i got to establish an alibi or whatever. And they're like, no, 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 you're thinking like a cop. Mm-hmm. I want you to, like, say, like, there are a legion of su- possible suspects. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to deflect blame to all of them mm-hmm. while still keeping yourself. <laughs> I would say put tons of, like clues to everybody including myself yeah at the crime scene yeah 
I would say so. To just throw everybody off track. It would throw everybody off. Because it'd be like, well, everybody's a suspect. So who is it? Well, we don't know because <laughs> well, everybody's a suspect. When everybody's a suspect, nobody is. No one is. is. See? <laughs> See the genius of too many clues? So she's going through this whole, like, thing. And then she zooms in on Professor Lowry, who we know mm-hmm. was having an affair with Lila. Mm-hmm. And she starts asking, like, really uncomfortable, leading, yes. like, pointed questions of, like, would your, would your wife, wife lie for you? He's like, possibly. Like, and yeah. it's like super uncomfortable. Very. <laughs> and like, you made a crack, and the like, like the students would be like, like, is this part of the test? Is this part of the test? Should we be writing this down? <laughs> so Jessica goes back to the hotel, and F and David Ugh. was in there again. Again. He left a note in her hotel, and like, she doesn't even like have a moment of like. Oh, I told him. The episode's just like she reads the note and she's like, oh, David left a note. Oh, yeah. But I, me, I'm thinking. Me, I'm thinking, okay, it's restraining order time. This is like the third time I've yeah. told you, don't come in here. You're supposed mm-hmm. to give me a heads up if you're coming here. You're not supposed yeah. to just let yourself in. He leaves a note that says that Lowry wants. The professor. The professor. Mm-hmm. Lowry season salt. <laughs> the professor in the dining room with the magic. The season salt. <laughs> professor season salt wants to see her at his office at night mm-hmm. in the creepy, creepy college. Yeah. No lights are on. No lights are on. The elevator is out of order. And she's, and she's like, oh, I guess I have to go up this super creepy stairwell. And she pulls out her mace. Cause like, because she's creeped out. I mean, she's creeped out. Like, this is like one of those things where... You want her to go away, but you know Jessica Fletcher's no, too she, curious. Yeah. She's, curiosity killed the cat. Like she, yeah. She's like, well, i got to see this through. i got to see what's going yeah. on. So she pulls she, out her mace. She pulls out her mace. She gets to the top of the stairs. And Diablo Somebody Lee comes out of the shadows and pushes her down the pushes stairs. Pushes her, boom, right down the stairs. And we, it looked painful. It was scary. Yeah, it was pretty mm-hmm. terrifying. Yeah. She's crashed out on the bottom of the stairs. And then, she's wa- waving in and out of consciousness, and she sees David. David comes in. And, and he's like, you okay? Are you okay? And then next scene, they're in an ambulance, because he apparently called the ambulance. That's right. nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> the least you could do. That's the least you could do. Peter Graves and uh, Lieutenant Andrews come to the hospital. David's there. She's in the convalescing. Yeah. They're like, you got a lot of nerve, David. And he's like, I called the... Ambulance. Yeah, I why would I? Why would I push her down the why stairs? Why would I push her down the stairs and then call an ambulance to like yeah, save her? Yeah, this doesn't like, make sense. And then at that point, mm-hmm. Peter Graves then uh, is like, "David, your alibi is a lie anyway, because that night that you claimed to be with Lila, I was sleeping with Lila. I was sleeping with Lila. Peter Boom. Graves was sleeping with Lila. Ding, ding, ding. Who in that room did not sleep, sleep with, with Lila? Lila? Jessica, Jessica Fletcher. Fletcher. That's it. Maybe the doctor. Maybe. 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 I'm pretty sure Lieutenant Andrews probably did. Everybody slept with her. So, to keep score now, mm-hmm. Lila was had a husband. Mm-hmm. She was sleeping with her professor. She was yes. sleeping with Peter Graves. Yes. She was possibly sleeping with David. I don't think so. But, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. No, I guess not. I could, no. For sure not. No. Yeah. <laughs> and when she said, Lila loves literature. Yeah, I was like, wow, Lila loves the English department. <laughs> she loves the English Literally. Link. She loves that. She loves books. She loves books. She loves the smell of books. Postmodern works. The really gets, gets her, her ears going. <laughs> Oh, no judgments. No, it gets me off too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so smell uh, that book. Mm. So the next day, he takes her out to a nice little cafe that overlooks the Sky Needle because you have to have some kind of landmark. Yeah. To show that we actually filmed this in Seattle, <laughs> and they're having coffee. Her coffee's cold. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then Ed just goes into uncomfortable. Peter Graves. Peter he's Graves. not Ed. He's Peter Graves. <laughs> he's not even. By the way, he's not even Ed in the episode. He's Edmund. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but, but yeah, he's Peter, Peter Graves. Graves. Yeah, he goes into detail. Graphic detail. And she's like, no, no, no. She's I don't, like, I don't want to hear and he's this. Like, no, but let me tell you, she was a live nubile. Yeah, it like, was. Oh, T M I. Whoa. T M I. Whoa. Peter Graves. And then he's like, so then we had to do it in a lumberjack hotel. And I was like, whoa, DMI. DMI. Her hot, passionate body pressed against my wrinkly so torso. she was feeling bad because she really liked the professor. And, and I was like, whoa, stop it. Just stop. It was so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Nobody needs to hear the details of your affair. The, oh, oh the, my God. The, but yeah, and Jessica, like, You could have just said, yeah, we had an affair. The end. That's it. That's the end That's of conversation. And just be like, but the 
creepy thing that happened was we were nearly run off the road on the way to a hotel. Yeah, instead he's talking about like moles on her buttocks and stuff. Like it's <laughs> like, like whoa. <laughs> it doesn't go that far, but it was still very uncomfortable. Yeah, there's a blue black car that tried to run him off the road on their way back. Yeah. And Jessica asked, "Well, do you think it was her husband?" He's like, "It wasn't her husband because Lila was always like paranoid about her husband, mm-hmm. always looking back." And I'm like, "Well, I guess she wasn't looking back when the car nearly run you off the road." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he's like, "She's always looking to see if we were followed." But the one time we were being followed, she totally missed it. <laughs> it's pretty terrible at this. And then she, he tries to point, deflect it back to David again. Yeah. And Jessica's like, no, I don't, I don't think it's David. He's, he's a weird little skeevy little yeah. s- shrimp of a man. But like, it, I don't think it was David. Mm-hmm. And then again, everyone acts like she's like super loyal to David. Yeah. And Peter Graves is like, if we were talking about anybody else. Other than David, mm-hmm. you would, like, believe me. I'm like, she doesn't know who <laughs> David is. She has kicked this man out of her apartment three times. She has given this guy the benefit of, like, the doubt. Oh, yeah. And, like, everyone's just and like. And the clues and the crimes just aren't fitting. Right. And so if something's not fitting, Jessica Fletcher is going to find a way yeah. to, to see what does fit. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So. Back off, guys. Back off. But again, it's like that toxic masculinity yeah. of like, oh, well, you can't keep it in your pants, Jessica Fletcher. Ugh. You just like the attention that David's giving you. When, like, clearly she's like, I don't want this attention. Yeah, clearly. Then she goes back and she to the college and mm-hmm. she meets up with Professor Season Salt. Yeah. And she says, you know, hey, I'm sorry. I really put you on the spot in front of your entire student body who and you he, might want to keep their respect, yeah. but I really screwed yeah, that up for you. Yeah, and he was you. like, he was like, that's okay. Made me think. And now my wife and I are going to go on a romantic vacation. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, 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 wait. I so spent all night, I spent talking, all night to... talking to my wife, telling her I've been banging this younger woman probably who's also a the, student. Probably going into the same graphic detail Peter Graves the same was. graphic detail, I'm sure. And suddenly his wife is like, yeah, well, you know what? Let's rekindle our relationship and go on vacation. I don't think so. Yeah, and he's like, she's a pretty good woman. Uh, uh, no, she's not a woman. That would be construed as a doormat. Yeah. Um, not a woman. I mean. Wow. It's like. So you get told. At, be- at best, at best, you would think, honey, I appreciate your honesty, but you can go F yourself. You can honey, go F yourself I appreciate your honesty. Hell. This is the gun I've been cleaning all night. <laughs> Okay, I I I've just been don't for this conversation. I don't understand the logic behind okay, well, let's rekindle our relationship then since you've been cheating on me. Maybe I'm not doing something right. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, obviously uh, I, I'm not I yeah. That made me want to vomit. I was like, oh I'm not that's sexy, not how this I'm goes. Not sexy sexy mole butt, you know. <laughs> that's not how this goes. <laughs> She's like, Well, sorry about that. Oh, I saw your blue black car out there. And he's like, Oh, that's not my car. I drive a station wagon. And besides, my wife dropped me off this yeah. morning. She's, she's like, like, oh, then never mind. Silly me. Bye. I'm just asking more probing questions. More probing questions. After she was, like, asking for his apology, yeah. and then she was still kind of trying to figure out. So she walks outside, and Lieutenant Andrews is out there. He's like, oh, by the way, the murder at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. has nothing to do with anything. No. This is another, this is another disgusting Magnum P.I. situation. <laughs> Where the beginning of the episode has nothing yeah, to do with out, anything it else. Yeah, it turns out literally just a burglar killed her. It was just a burglar. He was just... He's just a burglar. He wanted her pearls. Yeah. That he left as the murder weapon, apparently. And it's like, I feel like you should be like, well, I don't like David. He's a creep. But you should probably apologize to him. Because yeah. Because you're going really hard on him. And apparently he was telling the truth. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's, oh, it, it pissed me off so much because I was like. This murder has literally nothing to do with anything now. Yeah. Nothing. Just to be like throwing shade on David. Sure, uh, she's like, Which, by the way, shade was already thrown on him for being weird and creepy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's already plenty of shade. There's plenty of shade. So I was not appreciative of that random murder at the beginning. Yeah. And it, uh, also from Jessica Fletcher's. Let's just start killing people just to kill people. <laughs> like, that's what that episode said. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And then, and then Jessica Fletcher's got to be like, you guys have upended my entire, like, <laughs> lecture series here. Yeah. I have been dealing with this for three days now. Mm-hmm. And you guys were totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes back to her hotel. And who's there? 
Oh, gee, I don't know. Who could it be? David's there. Of course <laughs> David's there. He's always, always oh, there. I feel like I have to, like, rip myself out of my skin, skin. Just, just so that he stops following me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just want to, like, just to get away. Yeah, just to get away. Oh, oh, she, she, she confronts him on this. She's like, I told you. Mm-hmm. Don't let yourself in here when I'm not here. And he's like, oh, I forgot. And yeah. I'm like, you son of a gun. You're yeah. like, what are you monster you? And she says, you know, well, you pushed me down those stairs. And he's like, no, I didn't. She's like, well, you're the one who wrote the letter yeah. to tell me to be at this specific place at this specific time. Yeah. You were there because... And he's like, no, no, I'm serious. A person called me and said to be there, and I thought it was the professor. And Jessica goes, a person? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was a person. Yeah. Or it was a man. And she's like, no, no, no. You said, you said a, a person. person. He's like, well, the voice was muffled and forced. And, shows she, and so she's like, oh, it could have been a woman. It could have been a woman. Well, there's only a one one other woman, woman in this episode. One living woman left standing. Jessica goes and she confronts. That was all like Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica goes and confronts Amelia, mm-hmm. and she's like really dialing it up, and she's like, "Amelia, is Ed here?" And because the cops think he killed Lila. Yeah, because it turns out uh, he was sleeping with Lila, mm-hmm. and Amelia is like, well, "Wait, what are you talking about? He was sleeping with." with Lila. And she's like, he's been sleeping. He's been banging her for months. <laughs> he's been banging her on your desk, on his desk, oh. on the bed, on the roof, at this place called the Lumberjack Inn. And she's like, well, he still wouldn't have killed anybody. I don't know what's happening. He wouldn't have killed anybody. And she's trying to make sure that Peter Graves is not going down for the murders she committed. Right. Jessica's like, you're lying. Yeah. Specifically, she brings up the Lumberjack Inn. She's like, he's been staying there for months. Surely you know. Yeah. And she's like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, I know for a fact Peter Graves does not know how to balance a checkbook. Yeah. From the beginning when you were buying the beginning that of this canoe episode, or whatever she's it was. known every single purchase he's made. So if he's, and he was clearly buying hotel rooms at the Lumberjack Inn for months. And she would have known. Mm-hmm. So Jessica says, you followed them there. Mm-hmm. You saw what was going on, and then you're driving a dark blue car, mm-hmm. and you tried to run them off the road. And Amelia's like, everybody's got a dark blue car. Yeah. My butt's got a dark blue car. And she's like, no, 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 no. Kind of presses her, presses her, presses her. Yeah, and so this. finally she confesses. And it's weird. It, well, she confesses. Like, well, it, well, uh, Jessica tells her she's like, and you lured me, and you pushed me down the stairs, mm-hmm. and that's where Amelia she cracks, and yeah. she's like, I only meant to frighten you. And yeah. I'm like, oh, so first degree frightening. First degree frightening. <laughs> it was what she she expected after like pushing. Well, she a, wanted them to throw shade back onto David. But they were using the fact that there was already mm-hmm. suspicion on David mm-hmm. to her advantage. Exactly. People are already looking at David. Everyone knows that he's being weirdly close with Jessica. Mm-hmm. She's an, another mature woman of means. Yeah. So he's maybe like this weird like serial killer who right. like does this. So, so she wanted to make David look suspicious again, so she pushed Jessica down the stairs. <laughs> so she's like, well, why'd you kill Lila? And she's like, I was following Lila. Yeah. She was being suspicious. She left her house. Yeah, <laughs> so suspicious. So I had to tailor. Yeah. And I tailed her to the empty cardboard box warehouse. And then I confronted her about Peter Graves, and she laughed at me. Well, she thought she was going to the empty cardboard box warehouse to have sex with Peter Graves. Yeah, apparently. Like, they, like no, they go to the lumberjack and, like, they're yeah. not that kinky. They're not, like, finding, like, empty, empty, dirty warehouses <laughs> to do it in. Like, they're so, adults. Like, yeah. Like, they go to a hotel they'll room. They go to a hotel or something. Yeah. And as she, like, is admitting all of this, Peter Graves shows up like one of the little girls Teleporting. in the back. <laughs> and he's like just there yeah. behind Jessica Fletcher. And she's like, yeah, I killed her. Oh. I'm... I used a fish hook on her. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry, Ed. And he's like, why did you do this? I love you. And he goes, what? Me? Who? Huh? <laughs> and, and his excuse is, you did? And she's like, yeah. And I was so jealous of Lila. And he's like, Lila didn't mean anything to me. We were just doing it. <laughs> Poor Lila. <laughs> Poor Lila. Poor Lila. <laughs> we were just doing it. That was going to end anyway. I was just <sighs> using her. Oh, my God. And, and so that that's basically the end. That's it. That's the end of the murder portion of the show. Yeah. So we're back in the airport. Freaking David finds 
a, a stuffed puppet animal? stuffed animal. It's like a puppet So that he can bear. move the mouth on the bear. And he's like, hi there, Jessica. Uh. I think you're pretty. <laughs> and, and Jessica's just not having it. No. She's just like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm going to Cabin Cove now. Yeah. And he's like, well, I just wanted to thank you. And she's like, for what? And mm-hmm. he's like, well, I'd probably be arrested for murder. And she says, no, you probably wouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, he might have been. Well, no, because then they found out that. Yeah, that but, a, but the if they had, had killed. But if they were so focused solely on David, there is, I guess, a possibility they wouldn't have bothered to even look at any further than that. True. True. So inadvertently, she probably did keep him out of jail, mm-hmm. especially with the Seattle PD who was like yeah. laser focused on David. <laughs> laser focused on David. And then that's when David says, like, I almost feel like it's it's like a sweeping romantic thing, like from like an old movie. Like, he almost like grabs her by the waist and he's like, let's stop being polite. Oh, it was so gross. And I, I just wanted to punch him in the face. I was like, oh, you want me to stop being polite? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Knee, meet nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he's like, I'm drawn to mature women who are smart and sassy or something. Funny. And funny. And she's like, okay, well, that's cool. I'm leaving now. Because I'm not drawn to weirdos. Yeah, I'm not drawn to whatever this <laughs> thing is. <laughs> that you've got going. This vacuum of skis before. Yeah. Me. He tells her, even acquaintances say goodbye to one another. And she's like, okay, bye. Goodbye. And he's like, Jessica, the only thing I'm guilty of is caring. <laughs> Which is like straight out of the abusive boyfriend handbook. That is like, because oh. he says it like that, too. Yeah. It's like, it gets very strange. Like, he gets very angry. He's like, all I did was care about you. Yeah, he gets very angry. And she's like, no, I think this is it. Yeah. Ta-ta for now. I might write a book. And Ta-ta have, forever. Ta-ta for evs. <laughs> and she says, maybe you'll show up in a book of mine someday. Which is like, when you know the books that she reads, so you're like, hmm. Yeah. And he so he's like, would I be a suspect, a, a victim lo- suspect or the killer? And she's like, I haven't decided yet. And she leaves. And then the camera slowly pushes in on his creepy, creepy face. He is I mean, very angry and like planning like a, her murder. There's like a slight smile. It's like the birth of a supervillain in like yeah. a Marvel It was movie. really creepy. And like, I was like, you, I hope this comes back. I do too. Like a few seasons from now. Well, we. Yeah, like I hope maybe he comes back. But it, be it hasn't yet. Uh, and we're on season three. Three. And uh, he has it not hasn't come back. Yeah. But it feels like they're really setting up, like, mm-hmm. this is her Moriarty situation. Yeah, it was really creepy. It was really creepy. And that's it. That's credits. So Yeah, and then credits roll. So uh, how did you feel about the app? I mean, you didn't write that well, many Well, I minutes. didn't write any notes, clearly, except for five of them. Right. Because <laughs> I was involved in the episode. Yeah, it was, a, it was really interesting. It was an engaging episode. Yeah. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, it kind of kept you on the edge of your seat. You were actually like worried. You were even worried for Jessica at some points, which yeah. was just oh, yeah. silly because it's her show. You know, she's gonna make you it out. She's okay. come back. Yeah, but you know, she. You still don't want to see her put through the ringer. No, 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 no not at all. No. So no, I totally agree with you. I think this is probably. I don't know if favorite's the right word, but no, it's, one of the it's more, a good episode. Is it one of it's it, very solid, other than the I would pure say, selective abusive husband. Yeah, <laughs> I would say except for all the men in it. Oh, the men—they're horrible poor human Lila. beings. Poor poor Lila. Poor Lila. She had sex with every single one of them too. I would say if you're not following along with us watching these episodes, mm-hmm. I would say this is an episode. That you should watch. Like, okay. if you're not going to watch every single Murder, She Wrote episode, mm-hmm. this is one of those Murder, She Wrote episodes I think you should you Yeah, should just to it see it like, from a different perspective. Because it's not really a plot line that you get in too many shows. Yeah. And, you know? and it's very, like you said, it, it really showed Jessica as like a modern woman. Mm-hmm. I.e. 1984. In the 80s. But I mean, like a modern woman, though, in a lot of ways, where she's confident, Mm -hmm. she's strong, Mm -hmm. she's very cool, but she's also cautious. And Mm -hmm. it does have, like I've said, I've said a few times now, like that weird... A little bit of fear, because you know what? As a woman, you're always looking for yourself. Yeah, that male element of, like, even, like, her close friend Peter Graves Mm -hmm. isn't above being a bit creepy with her. Yeah. Like, he does flirt with her, too. Like, Mm -hmm. he's trying to get with her while he's sleeping with this other woman... And that's the good guy yeah. in the episode. Yeah, this was 
this was not flattering for men it, it at was all. Not but it was a men. very real picture portrayal. Yeah, that's yeah. Really, yeah, it was very authentic. Yeah, and like you said, like even when she's with her friend Peter Graves, mm-hmm. there's still that kind of like he's like her ducky, yeah. and like there's still kind of like that arm's length, like okay, yeah. we're friends, but we're gonna keep this. Profesh. Yeah, and please don't tell me about your affairs that you've had with Lila. No, no, I... no. Let me tell you more about this woman. <laughs> no. She was a goddess. <laughs> yeah, and he keeps talking about it. He's like, I really need to explain to you. No, we're friends. That's it, the end. Oh, it's so gross. It was way. It was way too much detail. Yeah. But anyway, so that was that episode. I liked it. Yeah, and I did too. And in the meantime, if you want to reach us, you can get us at Twitter. Magnum, she wrote at Twitter. No. Wait, that's not how that works. No, no. I, I was trying to do you it. Contact us, Twitter at Magnum, she wrote, or Gmail, which is Magnum, she wrote at gmail.com. So easy. So easy, darling. So easy. Just the so name easy. of our podcast, and yeah. that's it. That's it. So just drop all the ats. Yeah. Unless you're going to Twitter. <laughs> I think so. So, do you have anything else you want to tell me about any infidelities? Because we can always go on a vacation. <laughs> well, if we get a vacation, honey, I've been cheating on you left and right. Vacation for each one. Then let's rekindle. <laughs> Woo! Let's rekindle this. <laughs> Wonderful romance. If it means vacation, <laughs> I've been cheating left and right. <laughs> Let's celebrate your betrayal with a trip to the Bahamas. Yeah. In the meantime, we love you. Bye. Want to go on a vacation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm concerned about vacations. Do you have something you want to tell me? <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs>